0: Welcome back to Goal Line Stuff, the show where we talk about anything and everything football related. I am Alex
1: Kurekchev. And I'm Michael San Antonio. And boy, do we have a great episode for you today. It's been a minute. It has. But the season started last week, and we're back with another banger. This is going to be a great one. Um, We're going to be talking about the Jets and the Aaron Rodgers injury. We're going to be talking about week one, what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like. And then most importantly, we're going to be going over overreactions from last week because the media the narratives come out about certain teams certain players certain performances and we all know it's too good to be true sometimes so we're gonna be telling you which ones are too good to be true and kind of what to look out for there going forward i'm ready for this one are you alex of course everyone knows that week one determines the entire course of the season so yeah i mean it does it really does um first let's get into this this jet situation um If you didn't know, Aaron Rodgers went down week one. In fact, in the first four snaps, he went down. And, you know, this is a guy that's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, Um, supposedly supposed to change the, the Jets franchise. I mean, this was a year where a lot of Jets fans were thinking, "Okay, this could be a Super Bowl year, potentially, if everything goes right. What do you think the Jets should do, Alex, in this situation without Aaron Rodgers, seemingly for the rest of the year? Well,
0: I mean, the the smart money tells me that they should sign a veteran and at least just for a backup for Zach Wilson now because Zach Wilson has not shown much in the NFL. However, my deluded mind tells me that with Aaron Rodgers as his now QB coach, basically, that Zach Wilson is going to come in and flash his potential of being the number two overall pick In the 2021 draft. Probably, I think they'll do both. I think that they're not just going to continue on with Tim Boyle as their backup quarterback. Because I'm going to be honest, I barely even know who that is. And I'm pretty in tune. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll end up signing a veteran or trading for a veteran. Like a Jameis Winston. Or a,
1: God forbid, Carson Wentz. I knew you were going to bring the name up. They'd be stupid not to call him up. If I'm yeah, honest. at least work him out, see what he what he's got. He's
0: not very good, but he's he's better than what you'll find.
1: I honestly think Andy Dalton is not a bad guy. I don't think at.
0: the Pan- I don't think the Panthers will want to trade him because of his being a mentor
1: to Bryce Young. Maybe, but Young's already the starter. I mean, I'm sure they could find someone else to get that role if the Jets are willing to give up something, or even a guy like hmm. Brissett, maybe. I think there's a lot of a lot of guys around the league that are would be potentially available for trade or I mean, there's free agents, like you said, with Wentz. Um, I can't really think of another guy like prominent like Wentz that's, you know, still a free agent, but there's guys who are still available to pick up. I honestly don't think that's something that the Jets are going to do, though. I mean, I think they want to kind of show that Zach Wilson, that he's got the yeah. number two spot locked up. And so I don't think they're going to rush to find another guy. Maybe they'll find someone to make sure that if Wilson gets hurt, God forbid, that they have someone who could actually start. You know, Tim yeah. Boyle is not Tim Boyle is not going to cut it with any team, no matter how good you are. It, it's not going to work. Um, and do I think it's the right choice running with Zach Wilson? No, but they invested such a high draft pick in him. And he's clearly still making the effort to, you know, potentially yeah. be quarterback for them. He's he's practicing hard. He's being mentored by Aaron Rodgers. So I don't know. Maybe something comes up with Zach Wilson. I don't think so. Maybe he turns out to be better than we all thought he could be after what we've seen the first two years. But I honestly think the Jets roster is too good to to go on with him. And I think that if they're looking to seriously make the playoffs or do something real serious, they're gonna have to figure out something else at quarterback because that defense is good and the team is good. And I don't want them to waste another year when they could, you know, make something out of it.
0: I don't know, man. I think that a full week of prep, I think we're going to see a new Zach Wilson out there this week. Are you serious?
1: I swear. Okay.
0: Hot take right here. Alex. Listen, I would not be shocked in the slightest to see
1: the jets beat Dallas this week. Wow. Wow. I, I would be shocked in the slightest. Dallas's defense looked so good against the Giants. So did the Jets. And... What? So did the Jets. The Jets defense looked good, but I feel like, the like I said to you before we started, the Bills look bad against the Jets whenever they play them. Last year, Allen struggled. He did lose to the Jets too last year, even when the Jets were of full strength and whatever. He, he lost to last year to the Jets. I don't think that it's feasible to say that the Cowboys are going to lose to the Jets. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I hear you. I mean,
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm delusional because I have Garrett Wilson on my fantasy team. You
1: are delusional. And I'm, and I'm coping, but... <laughs> a lot to cope with, man. But, hey, at least you didn't lose on that last kick return touchdown. That's I hilarious. On, on the kick return touchdown from the Jets. It was a crazy game, and I'm happy I got to watch it, but definitely not the best for my mental health after that so that was really funny. yeah that was that was one of the craziest endings by the way you know no game has finished in a um in a what a game winning uh punt return touchdown since like 2010 or something like it's been like 15 13 years really? since that's happened. yeah E-jets? yeah in overtime i'm pretty sure okay it might just be an overtime, but still like a punt return, touchdown game winning touchdown has not happened in a, in a long time. No, overtime. So crazy ending. That game was fun. If, if you didn't watch it, you should go back and watch some highlights of that. And I wish the Jets good luck. I don't know that they, they should really go after a veteran quarterback. I know you might think Zach Wilson will be it, but he, he's not it, Alex. No, I, I would not say he is, but
0: I, I think they'll do both. I think that Zach Wilson is their guy for the rest of this year until he proves that He's completely incapable, and they will simultaneously go sign a veteran because you can't continue with just Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle as your QB room.
1: You think if he struggles like he did last year, though, do you think that he gets benched? I mean, it depends on how bad he is.
0: True. And and who their other option is.
1: I think they're going to have him
0: like on a leash. Probably they're they're gonna make things they're gonna simplify things for them they're gonna game plan for run him. the ball yeah run the ball a lot I don't think that we're gonna see the simla- the same game plan as what they ran in week one against the the Cowboys though because the Bills Aaron Rodgers makes so many adjustments pre snap mm. and can call the plays by himself effectively not necessarily yeah. all the time but he does make so many adjustments. And so the game plan was around Aaron Rodgers as your QB with the ability to make those adjustments. So yep. you didn't really have a good setup for Zach Wilson because he played the full game without any kind of game planning
1: the whole week. Yeah. And you know, I mean in the off season, even though Wilson did get, you know, he did get snaps, he did get reps as QB1, you know, when Rodgers was hurt a little bit in the offseason, Wilson stepped in as as the number one guy for a little bit but even still you know the worst time for a backup to come in is week 1 because you're preparing for that starter especially when it's a new starter like Rodgers i'm sure they were completely unprepared for that especially after four snaps like i, I still don't know how they pulled out that game yeah. really really ugly performance from Josh Allen and the Bills that yeah, they were not good to say they, the least. they were not good
0: to say the least
1: yeah so hopefully hopefully they could bounce back i don't know but and we'll see I, I don't like Zach Wilson, but I'm rooting Watch for, out for those Jets. Time. Yeah. Yeah, is what I'm saying. Do we want to get into other things that we saw in week one? I mean,
0: yeah, let's just go over a little recap before we get into these overreactions. That sounds good to completely me. Completely valid overreactions. And when I say overreactions, I mean completely true statements. Yeah, we never
1: say anything that's false, actually. So. no, I, No, never. I can't recall a single time. I can't remember a single time that I've been wrong. I know that you've been wrong about a couple of things, but Mm, I don't know about all that. I'm just saying I've picked the Super Bowl winner two years in a row. I
0: remember seeing a certain person say the Giants would make the playoffs in a year. They finished like five
1: and 11. I was a year wrong, a year off on that take. Okay, I saw the seeds for the plants to grow. I saw them be planted and it was a bad season. It was a stormy season. The plants didn't grow that year, but Dable came in. And then I was right the next year and I didn't call it because I was too scared, but you know what? D- I don't want to do A past take of mine that I think will still end up coming true that I may have been a year early on. Yeah. See D- Higgins to the giants. Watch out. He's going somewhere. He's not staying in Cincinnati. That's all I know. Watch I don't, out. I don't hate that. Well, I hate that as an Eagles fan, as someone looking at the game, through a non-biased perspective, I think that's a good move for the Giants. Yeah, it would be. He's ex-receiver. He deserves to be a number one receiver in an offense. I, mean. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think he's as good as that. But why
0: not? I think he's good enough to be the number one receiver, but I don't think he's a number one receiver. What do you mean? Like, I don't. I think he's good enough to be a number one receiver on a team that is lacking in other options, but I don't think any team ideally has T. Higgins as
1: their number one receiver. I think there's a good 10 or 12 teams that would want him as their number one. Of course, because there's teams out there that have two
0: number ones that other teams have zero number ones, like a Dolphins or an Eagles.
1: Yeah, that's true. But I I don't know. I still think like him and Smitty are easy number one receivers on certain teams. Oh, I agree. Because those teams don't have good options. Especially if, like, I don't know, in the case of the Eagles, if we keep using Brown over Smitty, which we haven't the first two weeks, but if, let's say, the trend continues, I don't know. I mean, Smitty seems like a good team player, but eventually I think they're going to want to be the number one, and that's what we're kind of seeing with T right now, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think Smitty stays on the team longer than A.J. Brown does. Maybe. If things keep going the way they have been this season, maybe. I mean, two straight good games for Smitty and two straight duds for Brown.
0: Yeah, but – I don't I, I don't think we can take anything away from the Eagles offense yet. Yeah, true.
1: I think there's been, too rough, many variables and rough transition. Too many things have changed for us to really yeah. say, you know, what's there and what isn't there yet. We're
0: not we're not seeing
1: the true Eagles offense yet. Yeah, yeah. This is what my, my take on it is. On the topic of the Eagles, do we want to just get into go over what we've seen from the Eagles real quick? Sure, why not? yeah, a lot of a lot of these listeners are probably from the Philadelphia area, so yeah, I don't think they'll mind. um, yeah. so first game, Eagles Patriots um Sunday afternoon game. Jalen hurts did not look too good, but the defense looked incredible. And that has also transitioned into week two. I really think that the Eagles defense, despite losing some of its key additions, despite having injuries at corner and linebacker, has really held up so far Um, turnovers have been there you know I don't think that they've been great at stopping other teams from scoring but they've been great at getting the ball back into the offense's hands with just with turnovers with with short stops things like that Um, they look very good on their own Jalen Carter has been a a very good yeah just as advertised and so well, I don't think the turnovers are going to hold up. I think they're going to, get, going to get more solid in the places that they've been bad in recent weeks, and I think that the defense has been really the thing keeping us together so far um, through our two wins. Yeah, because they tried their hardest to lose that Patriots game.
0: Oh, I know. We almost folded the whole uh, the whole team, even not just the offense. Yeah, the defense wasn't playing effectively. Mac Jones was throwing it all around. Yeah, and that's just not something that you can allow if you're the Eagles' defense. Mm-hmm. but i mean they they dug their heels in they did what mattered
1: they won both games so i think that we can be excited about that unit i agree and i want to ask a question now because I, we kind of talked about this a little bit but for the people because they haven't heard what we talk about outside of this are you worried about jalen hurts and the offense no uh, no
0: no, I, I don't think it's time to be worried yet. I think that we have a first-time offensive coordinator as our play caller who's only called two games. I think that for most of the Vikings game, he was honestly pretty good as a play caller. Brian Johnson, that would be. And I think that as time goes on, we're going to see him get more into his groove as offensive coordinator. I mean, this guy was involved in our coaching staff for a couple of years now. So it, it's only natural that he would have learned from what we've done before and how that works for him. And we're just going to see the offense get more and more comfortable. I think they're just very stiff and, and like not ready. Not like, I don't know about not ready, but like, they're not used to it yet. Yeah. They're going to get used to it. I don't know how many games it'll take. I think that maybe the time to start hitting the worry button, the panic button is around like halfway through the season, even Mm -hmm. maybe even the bye week. Yeah. Which, to be honest, I'm not sure when the Eagles' bye week is. Off the top of my head, I think it's I don't early. Know I think it's early on, but I think that the bye week is really going to be big for us as far as play calling on both sides, because we have a, a new defensive coordinator too. We lost both our coordinators to head coaching jobs, so yeah. I think that we're going to get a little bit of a slow start, but we're
1: going to finish the season strong. I agree with that, and I agree with all the sentiments and remarks you made. I think that. You know, people are freaking out a little bit about Jalen Hurts because he hasn't looked like the elite quarterback that he was all of last year and into the playoffs. But I do think that that is mainly due to changes in offense. I think that we've been, you know, we didn't start anybody in the preseason, didn't play much. And I think that a lot of that is the the rust that we're seeing. A lot of that is because of not playing in the preseason, not, you know, preparing in the offseason quite as we should have. That being said, we have an easy schedule. So I think that, you know, these things that, you know, we should have already been doing, we're going to start being able to do in these next upcoming weeks. We're going to be able to to beat teams that we should be able to beat. And I think a lot of that is going to be um, with Sirianni trying to involve the passing game more. So I think Hertz is going to get more comfortable as a passer. Get A.J. Brown maybe back on track next week. And, you know, if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm not worried at all yet. No, I would start worrying when our schedule gets a little bit tougher, especially if we can't, you know, break some of these issues that we've been having. But I think Jalen Hurts is still an elite quarterback until he proves consistently that he's not, which I don't think he's going to do. No. And I'm excited about this Eagles season, even though it doesn't have the same magic and pizzazz that it did last year so far. I mean, listen, we're 2-0. How can you complain? Exactly. You know, a win's a win. And the Vikings and the Patriots both looked decent. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can't discount especially the Patriots. I think the Patriots came out swinging when a lot of people didn't think they would to start I this year. I think so. the Patriots are gonna be pretty decent this year. Do you think that they have a shot at making the playoffs? No. No. I, I think they're easily the worst team in their division. I I don't know about the Jets might be now without no. a quarterback.
0: No, I, don't I still know. don't think they
1: are. I don't know. I'm very I, high I on think the think Jets. They have a shot.
0: Even with Zach Wilson, I'm very high on the Jets. That's that's pretty wild. I, I can't see that. I'm I'm a believer in their coaching staff. I'm a believer in their defense. I think they're going to find a lot
1: of ways to get wins this year. I, I, it's, I don't know what their schedule looks like. So I'm going to have to look at their schedule to, to see what I think they could do now that I know Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be back for any of the regular season, but I like the jets too. I, I really like their defense. Uh, that game was was pretty crazy. The I mean we we already talked about it. Yeah. Let's let, let's talk about the Chiefs and the Bengals games because two of the top teams in the AFC both struggled and both lost their first game. Do you think that the Chiefs just, you know, w- were unprepared to play the Lions and losing Kelsey and Chris Jones? Do you think that had a major bearing in in the outcome of the game? Or do you think it was more just Unluck, unlucky, being unlucky with Kadarius Toney and those drops, one of them leading to a pick six. Well, I
0: think that it's it's a mix of both. I think with Kelsey mm-hmm. playing, the Chiefs win that game by at least two scores. Interesting. Um, I think that the Lions game plan for the specific game circumstances that they, that they had was great. They just kept the ball away from the Chiefs. They ran the ball a lot. Um. I think they did everything right in that specific game for them to win. But I think that had they played like that, if the Chiefs had Kelsey, they get blown out. Or maybe yeah. like two scores, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that's why the Chiefs partially lost because they didn't have Kelsey, because it's part of it is roster construction. I mean, you build a team with a bunch of not good receivers. What do you expect to happen when your only reliable receiver goes out? Yep. It's, it's a bunch of nobodies at receiver, realistically. Like, Rasheed yeah. Rice can be good. Sky Moore, I who knows? I mean, he was a second-round pick. Canary Stoney was a first-round pick. But Tony's on his second team in his, like, third year. Yep. Um, Sky Moore showed nothing last year. It's, like, part of it is roster construction. You can't – just because you have Patrick Mahomes out there, a Hall of Fame QB, doesn't mean you can just go out and give him – nobody's to throw to yeah and realistically i mean they still almost won i know with, with these horrible drops and horrible performances from their receivers they still mm-hmm. lost by a point yeah so i think I chiefs have nothing to worry about i agree with that and i i don't, you mean, talk, to you talk. I don't mean to cut you off but personally if i was a lions fan i would be concerned this, this was an offense that was supposed to be really explosive and put up a lot of points, and they did not show that
1: in week one. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that take, Alex. I think that, yes, okay, it's supposed to be an explosive offense, but we can't forget that this Chiefs defense is actually kind of legit. And yeah, I know no, that- they, they look great it's not just that they look great. They were very good last year. I think they were yeah. the seventh or eighth ranked defense in total everything last year in points per game. I think they were seventh or eighth too. And so they were right, right up there. And even without Chris Jones, I, you know, they, they did look really good. Trent McDuffie had a good game. They just, as an overall whole unit, you know, they're not too weak at any one position no. and they have playmakers everywhere. And I think that, the Lions, on the other side, I think their defense looked better than it should have for how weak of a unit and how weak their defense looks on paper and how bad it was last year. You know, if they I, – I mean, it's just one game, so I'm not going to make any – you know, base any narratives on what the Lions can be and can't be off of one game. But for how bad the, and shaky their offense looked, their defense looked better. And so it may, it may just be because week one rust on both sides. That might be why the defenses looked better than they should have and the offenses looked worse but I'm not willing to discount the lions or the chiefs from this one game. And no, I'm not we- willing to give either of them praise because I think it was a pretty sloppy game overall. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of things that I loved on both sides, but you know, for how rough some teams had it week one, I think that both the lions and chiefs are not screwed. And I think both of them, no, could easily not at all. playoff teams or even, even more. I agree. Playoff.
0: I think, I think they're both playoff teams. I think the lions are potentially the best team in their division. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we, you'll talk about another one. We'll see what happens, yeah. but
1: yeah,
0: I think that right now we can say the Lions are the best team in their division. So I I think they had a good game. I mean they just beat the Super Bowl champions on the road. Week yeah. one,
1: you can't really complain about that. I no, I definitely agree with that. You can't complain at all, and they they were celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. So they knew how important that win was for their yeah. fans and for everything. Um, speaking of another important win. The Browns beat the Bengals week one in their home stadium, which is pretty big considering they gave all this money to a certain quarterback who very risky, very risky. Um, And I don't know if you know this, Alex, Joe Burrow is one in five against the Browns in his career so far. Yeah. There is a trend there. Yeah.
0: Very, very, very interesting trend. And I think that if you're the Bengals or a Bengals fan, you just have to to pray that you don't face the Browns in the playoffs. I know. The Bengals have been an awesome regular season team otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm. And an awesome
0: playoff team for the most part. Yeah. And I think that a game like this, it, this is starting to become a trend too. Last year, remember Joe Burrow against the Steelers week one?
1: Yeah. Four picks. Some horrible game. game. Yeah.
0: That they almost ended up winning anyway. This one, they didn't almost end up winning, but that – Joe Burrow week one sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're a betting man, that that has to be one of the freest bets that you can find. Bengals versus
1: anyone week one, go with whoever they're playing. I want to go as far to say that, but I definitely think that they, they have had slow starts. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. He was
0: injured coming into this year, so it makes sense, I guess, but
1: the got benched, though. Is terrible. he got benched, which is, I, I don't think anyone oh. like you know if i told you before the game that joe burrow was going to get benched i'd assume I'd be like, they're either a lunatic by,
0: i assume they're either up by three scores with five minutes left or down by three scores with five minutes left
1: yeah but even then like getting don't finished. bench your the the quarterback you just gave the largest contract to in nfl history when you're down like you're like oh protect your investment maybe i i mean you're i, I run, get it from a health standpoint game. but I'm just saying.
0: You're in an unwinnable game with your quarterback who's already been hurt in the offseason. Why would you risk that?
1: I get it, but when it's unwinnable, yes. It at was, the same time, like you expect your big money left. guy to come back and try to win it, you know?
0: There was like five minutes left down by 20 points.
1: He also just looked atrocious. I understand like the technical aspect of Joe Burrow getting benched because you're down by what, you said like three scores? I mean, that's what it was. It was 24 to three, the final score. I completely get it. He's already injured. That being said, I don't think he gets pulled if he doesn't have a really, really bad game, which he did have under 100 passing yards for a guy who just got the biggest contract in NFL history. I get you struggle against the Browns, but hurt or not, you can't have a performance like that. And I think that's part of the reason he got benched. It was, okay, you're not doing anything and I don't want you getting hurt. So we're going to pull you. It wasn't even about the fact that they couldn't come back because if I'm a coach, I still want my guy to at least show that, okay, you could still, even if you're down in crunch time, in garbage time, whatever, I want you to still be able to, to to show that you could run an offense efficiently when you haven't been doing it. No, it's Joe Burrow. It's not like this is some
0: rookie quarterback. It looks like he was a rookie
1: quarterback. Well, I know, but I'm saying like, it's not like he has something to prove really. You You don't have something to prove, but when you're running an offense for the first game of a season and you play that bad, you at least want something to go right. Nothing went right for them, that whole... No, and I I think that the Bengals just throw this game in the trash, and I don't think we're going to see the Bengals
0: play a game like this for the rest of the year. I I don't disagree with that. They're definitely going to play better than this. And I don't think it's uh, indicative of how they're going to keep playing. I think that I don't know. It's week one. It's against this team that always owns Joe Burrow. I think that it's just, it is what it is and they're going to move on. And I think that the Bengals will still finish
1: the season better than the Browns. That's the plan. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to get more into that a little bit later, Um, but let's talk about one more game before we get into our overreactions. Um, and the game that I think most interesting and the one that I was, pretty excited for going in was the Niners and Steelers because two second year quarterbacks on teams that were both supposed to be pretty good this year but you know there's still a lot of question marks is Brock Purdy's shoulder okay is Kenny Pickett gonna take that second year step to what a lot of Steelers fans think that he could be you know and so going into this game I thought the Niners were gonna win but I wasn't sure in what fashion and it was pure domination, yeah. as Trent Williams said. Uh, he said, you know, at one point I got bored and I got, you know, I felt kind of bad for them. I wanted them to do something. And when you're on the Niners and you say that about the team that you're playing, like that, that's so disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. It it really is true. The, the Steelers had nothing going for them in that game. Really nothing. Well, I expected
0: the game to be pretty close at least. Mm-hmm. Like, within a touchdown, at least. But Pickett and the Steelers just looked horrible. I don't know why Matt Canada is still employed as the offensive coordinator there. No. I don't know why. I, I It boggles my mind that he made it to this year. Especially after last year. They're,
1: mm-hmm. It's just not good play calling. <laughs> and when you see, like, like, what the Dolphins are doing. Right, Like, I don't know if you watch that game, but they were doing all these screens, you know, finding ways to get Tyreek wide open. Tua yeah. was making throws that I haven't seen before. And then you look at what the Steelers are doing and Canada's doing. Like, you already have limitations with the way Kenny Pickett can throw the ball and, you know, what you have in this offense. And they're just doing nothing special to try to get these guys open to get them creative looks. It's really not fun to watch. And it's, ineffective can he pick it at one point was like five for nine nine yards and two picks
0: yeah i think they had like one offensive yard at halftime or something
1: yeah something similar to that Uh, there's there's a
0: little graphic it's like niners total yards 199 Steelers total yards one
1: (laughs) yeah which is nuts it is nuts and deontay johnson went down too and yeah you, you hate to see that you hate you hate to see it. And the Steelers defense, which is supposed to be pretty, pretty darn good, did not look pretty darn good. So Pickett, on the other hand, or not pick good. Purdy, yes. Purdy looked pretty good. You think Purdy's legit?
0: I I don't want to say so, but I mean, with every week that goes by and he keeps doing this, then what else am I supposed to say?
1: Yeah, I, I really think that there's no way to say he's not legit at this point. Maybe you could argue he's not a ta- that talented of a quarterback and because he's on such a good roster, you know, he's looking good, but I'm I'm a little scared of the Niners right now. I am. Um I mean, I would like to see them play a real team first before we say that because Same. But at the same time, even when you play non-real teams, if you look like this, you got to you got to give them some sort of attention, you know.
0: True. I mean, I still stand by the belief that the NFC Championship would not have been close even with Brock Purdy, a quarterback. I agree. But I don't know. He, he looked awesome against the Steelers, and he's
1: looked yeah. pretty good against everyone he's played. True. And the whole team looked good. CMC looked back. The defense looked back. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. looks like, like their top wide receiver. I don't know about that, but he had a great game. I don't think so. I think the writing I don't think so. Off. Kittle Kittle was limited, and Debo is still the number one guy, even if he doesn't so. get used that
0: way. I think uh, Ayuk is there the writing has been on the wall for that for him to surpass Debo for like a year now. Maybe Debo Kittle's still the
1: number one in that offense. I don't think so. Yes. All right. He was limited. Give him some time. Next week, Kittle's gonna have or this week Kittle's gonna have a good week. Okay. Let's see it. You will see it. You will, Alex. And right. Everybody listening, George Kittle. Big week this week. Anyway. Um, that being said, we went over some some key games. Let's get into these overreactions because there's there's a lot of them. And we each picked two, I think, that we want to highlight, want to talk about more. You go first, Alex. All right, so I'll go with
0: my um. Mm, I don't know which one's spicier, but I'll, 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 with the I'll spiciest say one. It, what go with the spiciest one i don't know which one is spicier so I'll, I'll start with the one that's more obvious from their week one performance and i'm gonna go ahead and say that the bills are cooked as a contender i still think they're a playoff team but i think that brian dable played a major role in that team's offensive development and that ken dorsey some just isn't clicking with him and josh allen the same way that brian dable and josh allen clicked because Josh Allen hasn't been himself since Brian Dable left the organization to be the head coach of the giants. We saw cracks in the, in the shell last year. We saw them get dominated by the Bengals in the playoffs. And Allen has just been making these same stupid mistakes for all year. He he would still do it occasionally back with Brian Dable, but it wouldn't be as prevalent. Like we saw the man throw three interceptions to the same guy against the Jets. My man had a a $500,000 bonus for three picks on the season. My man did it in one game. Jordan Mm -hmm. Whitehead. I don't know if you saw that or not. I did see that, yeah. Like, that's funny. And, well, yes, some of the – like, at least one of those picks was just straight up an arm punt. It was Mm -hmm. very long. He just chucks it all the way downfield. That's fine. Yeah. Like, it looks worse on the stat sheet than it actually did in the game. So you can't really be too mad at him for that, but he just does these stupid things instead of instead of hitting his open receivers a few yards down the field. My man tries to truck a linebacker.
1: Yeah, i I think he's playing too much hero ball. Yeah, all all the Wentz and Far fans know about that word, but I I, I disagree with you, Alex. And um, I've always liked Josh Allen. I like the Bills. I do think that it's troublesome. Um, the turn that the team's taken from Dable to Dorsey and that Allen still can't contain his, you know, risk-worthy play. And, you know, that play has its advantages and disadvantages. We see sure. that, you know, he makes some of the craziest plays that any quarterbacks make because he takes those risks. But at the same time, you're going to have games like this where you're just chucking it to the other team and he's going to have to learn to, to limit those, those plays to to take the check down, to take the open guy or to throw it away when nothing's there. Um, I think that, Allen and the team knows that it needs to improve. And so I don't think it's going to just continually happen, but I do think it's not something that he's going to be able to get rid of because that's the quarterback he is. And so, you know, fans and the bills are just going to have to accept that and try to win games despite that. And I, like I said, the, the jets match up very well against the bills. I personally don't think that this game is an indicator of anything to say about the bills. I think that they're still a playoff team. And they likely still will make a run at being a contender again this year. You know, they have been year in and year out since 2020. I don't see a reason for that to change if they stay healthy enough. So I still think they're a playoff team. But going into this year, even I thought
0: that the Bills were the third best team in that division. I don't think that's true anymore. After week one's events, I think they're yeah. second now, but I I don't think the Bills are in that top contender
1: list i think when you have josh allen you are every year um until proven otherwise which you're saying might be this year i don't know i think it was proven last year i don't think so i don't the team hasn't made it to the championship game have they uh they made it in 2020 but since then they haven't yes Although twenty twenty one, I mean, we all know that overtime loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was the Bills were one of the be- the best teams in the playoffs that year. So, really, last year was the only year where I started seeing that decline. And and I think that's a trend. I don't, but I don't you know. I, I, I don't hate. I don't hate the pick. I you think a lot the of the people reaction. are with you. A lot are with you, Alex. All right, but. If you're listening to me, which you should be, not Alex, the bills are not declining. Just saying, um anyway, i'll I'll get into my first overreaction. what you got for me? Um, and it's not I, I, I don't know. It's okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. The Bengals are cooked. That's my overreaction. And I know it's one game. I know we talked about the whole Browns thing. But before the season started, I was skeptical about the Bengals playoff chances because of just how good the AFC is. And after seeing some of the issues with the Bengals offense, I know that the Browns are a tough matchup, that they're one in five against them or one in four going into that game. But the offense didn't look that great. The defense didn't do anything to stop Watson and the Browns. And I don't think that this is going to be a continuous trend throughout the whole season. I do think that they're going to play better. I do think that they're going to probably be above 500, maybe 9-8, and and 10-7. I think they're missing the playoffs, though. And that's something that I've been saying before the season started. I've been thinking it. And I'm going to say that now. I do think that the Bengals are going to miss the playoffs with how strong the AFC is. I like the Ravens over them in their own division. And so, even if they do make it in my mind, I think that they're a wild card team at best at the sixth or fifth, sixth, or seventh seed. And with the way that I saw the Dolphins play, if the Dolphins stay healthy, I do think the Dolphins are going to be one of those wild card teams if they don't win their division. So, I'm very cautiously, but outright saying that I don't think that the Bengals are making the playoffs this year. And with how bad they played in week one, their struggles may continue into week two. I don't know. Now listen, Mike, am I misremembering? Or was I hearing you say this exact same statement last year? I did not say. I said that I thought that they were going to have a Super Bowl hangover, which did not happen. I think that you were saying that they would miss the playoffs because of how good the AFC was. And what ended up happening? They made the playoffs as the five no three seed three seed because they won their division and how far did they make it to the playoffs in the playoffs they made it to the AFC championship game and almost won and probably should have won okay barring some factors yes I was wrong last year about the Bengals in fact I was I would go as far to say as I was I was so wrong in thinking that they were going to take a step back when I think they took a step forward last year okay and what has changed
0: from this Bengals team from last year to this year I don't think much has changed, actually. They only gained the $80 million left tackle.
1: Who didn't have the best game? But, Which is fine. yeah, no, no, no. They definitely look better on paper. That being said, I'm going to back down on some things that I've been saying for a long time, and that the Bengals are not one of the most talented teams in the league. And while their defense has played great in the playoffs, they've been carrying Joe Burrow in the playoffs. I'm sorry, it's true. Um, They on paper are not as good as they've been playing i don't think zach taylor's a great coach i think things that have been working for them and things that they've gotten lucky with are just i don't think it's going to hold up this year you know the the league's too good and the afc is too good for them to continually have bad or decent defenses on paper and and elite defenses in actuality and that's just not what it is with the bengals in my opinion I don't think that they're going to be able to sustain the level of play that they've had in recent years. And although they match up really well against the Chiefs and the Bills, they struggle against mid-level teams. We've seen that last year. We've seen that in the playoffs. They almost lost to a Tyler Huntley Ravens team. I don't think that they're as strong as everybody else thinks they are in actuality. And I think some things are not going to go their way this year as teams game plan better for them. And as you know, they might have some offensive issues with T Higgins, maybe trying to, to be traded or, you know, maybe not getting enough targets. I don't know. Maybe some of that's a little, a little rough, but it's a, it's a hot take for a reason. It's an overreaction for a reason. I think they're missing the playoffs.
0: I am fully not with you on this one. Uh,
1: I know you wouldn't be. I don't know. America how- isn't with me on that one, but what? it's okay so what america isn't with me on that take nobody is
0: i don't see how you can tell me that i'm overreacting on the bills and then make that statement immediately after oh it's
1: it's way worse it is but at the same time if it's correct you need to give me my my, my props because oh, yeah, i true. said it if they don't make the playoffs or if they make it in as like the seventh seed on a really rocky season then i that's the same thing yeah that that's what I think they are. I think if they make it, they're going to be like a sixth or seventh seed, and they're going to barely make it there. Then they're going to have a rough time in the playoffs. That's my opinion. I don't know. I got to see it before I, I believe that one. Yeah. I mean, everybody does that one. I'm a little less confident on. So don't, don't put any bets in on that one, but that's my, that's my opinion. All right.
0: I I just don't see how a team whose offense is led by Joe Burrow, Jamar chase and T Higgins. Um, be bad they're not going to be bad they're just not going to be good enough to make the playoffs and that that defense that's so well coached and overperforms every year
1: just because it overperforms two years in a row doesn't mean that it's going to happen again i think you're gonna have to regress to the mean at some point here's the trend you're gonna have to regress to the mean at some point that's all i'm saying all right i mean i guess we'll have to see
0: it happen yeah But I don't know. I just I can't get with that one.
1: You don't have to. It's my take. Yeah. I mean, listen, maybe you're overreacting. Oh, I am. I am. But not at the same time because it's going to happen. And I'm going to look like a genius. Okay. Anyway, let's hear your second one. The one that's almost as spicy as the first one.
0: I I don't know. I mean, this one I feel like is spicy because this team was so bad last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to sit here and say that they make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. But... I'm overreacting the week one, and my statement is that the Los Angeles Rams are a playoff team this year. Mm. I think that this team, ever since Sean McVay became the coach, I believe that last year is the only year they missed the playoffs, right? Yeah. And I think that he's one of the top coaches in the league. They still have most of their talent. I mean, they jettisoned some of the guys, like Jalen Ramsey, they lost. Von Miller, they lost. They lost, I mean... They're 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 retooling this year to have more flexibility for next year and the years going forward. But Mm -hmm. I mean, they still have Matt Stafford as their quarterback, who I've vocally not been the biggest fan of his entire tenure with the Rams. But I think he won the Super Bowl with them. How Mm bad? And I think that he definitely gives them a fighting chance for the playoffs. He looked great against Seattle on Sunday, and if Cooper Cup can come back in Week Five healthy which I think that's a big if considering how murky the the status with that injury has been. But let's just assume that they put him on IR to be safe and that four weeks is going to give him full recovery time. I think that offense is going to be very good. I mean, Cam Akers is decent. Kyron Williams is also decent. So your run game is all right, I suppose. But your secondary receivers are pretty good. I mean, Tutu aval had a big game, six for 120, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Um, your your new cooper cup puka nakua um had what like 11 targets for 120 yards or something like that 10 yeah. 120 some something mm-hmm. similar to
1: that yeah 130 i think actually but yeah big game and big game. so
0: i mean if you're getting contributions like that from these guys your your big players are going to come in and step in and take you to the playoffs their defense still look good even without Jalen ramsey granted seattle's both of their offensive tackles went out and the the offense just came to a halt for the rest of the game but the the defense still looked good and i think that between coaching and
1: talent they still have aaron donald i think that this team is going to make the playoffs this year i don't hate that take i wouldn't go as far to say it myself it is an overreaction but they did look good and so i i you know, this is something I've been preaching on on this podcast for a while. I think Sean McVay is one of the the best football minds out there, and I've gone as far as to say she's the best coach in the league. I think that was in twenty twenty one when I when I was saying that, even before the Rams won the Super Bowl, I was I was I was preaching that. And so, with being one of the greatest minds and one of the best coaches in the league, you're gonna find ways to make your team good, even when you don't have the talent there. And that's really what they showed in Week One against the Seahawks, who I talked about it in this off season, They improved. They they made a lot of yeah. good additions on offense and defense, and they looked like they were poised to make a, even a bigger jump than they did with Geno Smith last year, this year. So um, the fact that McVay and the Rams with, with limited talent on offense and defense kind of showed up and we're like, Hey, we're still here. I think that's a good sign that your take might not even be an overreaction. If they can find ways to make things work without, the talent that they had in 2021, I still think they could be a playoff team because McVay knows what he's doing yeah. and Stafford's a veteran. So, you know, I don't hate it. I actually agree with you there, Alex. Well, that
0: one might not have been the biggest
1: overreaction. A lot of people are going to disagree with that. I think we're just both kind of on the same wavelength there. So I don't hate that. And that leaves me with the final overreaction um first off I wanted to say that um I had an idea of doing Jordan Love for this one but it wouldn't be an overreaction because I would actually be arguing the opposite. I think Jordan Love didn't have quite as good of a performance as his stats would would indicate. But that's not the overreaction I'm going to do. I'm going to do another one that I thought of on the spot and it's about the Miami Dolphins. I think the Miami Dolphins are a very legit offense. Almost to the point where Tua is an MVP candidate this year, and I think that they are going to be in contention for a Super Bowl this year, based on what I saw week one. And that is an overreaction because it is so preposterous based on what we saw last year, based on the iffiness that they have on defense, based on Tua's health issues, the concussions, all of that, and based on the fact that, you know, this type of offensive production is not something that you can emulate over an entire season one 466 yard game you can't just say "Oh, Tua's going to continue playing at this level it's just not feasible that being said the reason i'm saying this is because watching them play the chargers by the way had a great game offensively they kellen Moore fixed things in this offense that we i didn't even think he'd be able to fix um eckler and joshua kelly had big games on the ground they had one of the most efficient rushing games i've ever seen um Her- herbert and the passing game didn't Pass as much as I would have liked him to, but they were still moving the ball very well against this Dolphins defense. So the main reason why I'm so optimistic by the Dolphins is because their offense is just finding new ways to evolve, new ways to get better. I thought that they would have trouble employing and getting Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill involved the way that they did last year. And I thought teams would start to pick up on it. But Mike McDaniel and what he's doing with these screens, with these movements before the, before the snap, finding ways to get to a comfortable and making the big pass to to move the chains and and to work out of structure i you know it's just been one game but i i've already seen this dolphins offense get not even so much better but just take that another step up from what they were at last year and i think even though it's a tough afc i think this dolphins team is making the playoffs i like them better than the bengals and i like them to continue winning i think they have a pretty easy schedule for the least for at least the first couple weeks, I think they're going to go undefeated up until they play a really tough team and, you know, maybe get unlucky there. See,
0: I don't even know that that's a big overreaction. Maybe that's because I'm really high on the Dolphins and I have been dating back to last year. Mm-hmm. I, I was probably a year early, but I think the Dolphins would have made a deep playoff run if two wasn't injured. They could have. So I, I don't know. Maybe that you you're preaching to the choir here about the Dolphins type. I've, I've, I have I've said that they're the best team in the division.
1: Yeah, but I think you're a little high on them. I think most people thought the Bills and the Jets were better going into this year. I think the Jets may have been better going into this year. I, I thought both the Jets and the Bills were better going into this year. I don't so, think the Bills were. I, you're, like, I know you're low on the Bills, obviously, so.
0: But no, I, I don't think anything you just said is too wrong. I think that... Mm-hmm. Tua probably will be an MVP contention this year because I don't know who else is going to win. You think he's going to win it? Uh, No, I I said contention. I don't don't know who else is going to be there because we've seen some rocky starts already to all your top guys. So uh, I don't think that's a crazy take. I don't think it's a crazy take to say they're going to make the playoffs. I think that barring injury to Tua, again, they probably will make the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I yeah, I don't think that anything you said is wrong. I just don't know how big of an overreaction it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I guess it's based on how people interpret the Dolphins before the season. And I don't really know what the consensus is. I know there was some skepticism around them, but at least to me and to, to other analysts, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I like the take, though. And thinking about Tua and the MVP conversation, just real quick before we sign off, Alex, what is your prediction for the MVP award this year? After week one, after all these rocky starts, starts, eh, give me a player who you think is going to win MVP at this moment, by the end of the year. Who's your pick? How about you give me your pick, and then I think about it for 10 seconds. Okay, well, you know that I was, before the season started, I had Justin Herbert as my MVP. Okay. After week one, I don't like that because seeing the way that the Chargers used him, I don't know. I don't think he's gonna get the stats, and I don't think the Chargers are gonna be good enough for him to win that award. And I backed up on that after, you know, some thought. And I was like, okay, Josh Allen is my MVP. And then after that game against the Jets, I don't know about that either. So right now, where I'm standing, I think it's either gonna be Mahomes in like, you know, a crazy, I don't know, fashion. I think Mahomes is either going to win in a crazy fashion just based off of pure talent and what he could do with the Chiefs, or I think it's Tua. And I I really stand by that. I think Tua is in prime position to win MVP this year. If he stays healthy and if this offense offense can continue operating at somewhat of the fashion it did week one, I think he's going to win MVP.
0: Yeah, I think seeing as it's a quarterback award, based on what we saw week one, This is going to be more overreactions because Joe Burrow and Josh Allen and even Mahomes can all come back and play out of their minds after one bad week and win MVP just as easily. But based on week one, I think that the main guy we're looking at is Tua, if it can, you know, continue. And I think that a little dark horse pick based on week one again is uh, like Trevor Lawrence. If they can that's winning, what I was also thinking. Yeah. If they can keep winning games and playing well, then again, all extrapolating week one stats. Mm-hmm. Like who who really knows? But it's it's very murky after one week. All Extreme. your top quarterbacks look bad. Joe Burrow, yeah. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, even Mahomes, Jalen Hurts hasn't looked great.
1: Mm-hmm. All your top
0: guys haven't played well.
1: Yep. So. Definitely an interesting week. Um, A lot of overreactions and speculation there. I wouldn't read too far into some of our takes, but we're always right. So yeah, I, we can't be wrong. And so the Bengals aren't going to make the playoffs, as I said, even though it's an overreaction. But um, I think we're going to try to get more of on a regular podcast schedule. You know, I can't promise anything, but we're definitely trying to get, get more episodes out. Um, we should be around more to do podcasts. And so as the season goes on, we're going to be, we're going to be talking about more complex things. As we know more about certain teams, I think we could get more into certain things and less of, you know, overreacting and talking about what we think is going to happen. We'll kind of know by then um, if we were right or wrong about some of these things. And yeah, that's all I got. Anything more from Alex? We got nothing. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a long time, but I hope you enjoyed. We brought a lot of hot takes, some arguments, some some good stuff here today. So some goal line stuff. That was really stupid. Anyway, um but yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll I think we'll be back next week. Yeah. So yeah. Look forward to that. Some good games this afternoon. Can't wait. Bye bye.